You're listening to the Q's Podcast, episode 96. Hello, Q's Podcast Nation. My name is James Lenz, Q's Professional Development Manager. If you are just finding the show for the first time, welcome. This is the forum where we connect you with credit union industry leaders and cross-industry experts for a wide range of perspectives on trends and topics relevant to you. I know a lot of you are going back and listening to past episodes. The podcast form is such a unique and easy way to learn and gain some new perspectives. I know a lot of you might be walking and exercising while you listen. Whatever the case, it's a great way to take cues in the go, and we appreciate you joining us and making the Cues Podcast part of your day. This is episode 96. Help us celebrate Cues Podcast's upcoming huge milestone. We're quickly approaching Q's podcast 100th episode, and to celebrate, we're turning the topics for this special show over to you. Give us a call at 325-603-2589 and leave a question for us on our voicemail. We'll reach out to industry experts to provide the answer and air your questions and the responses on the 100th episode coming this fall. Plus, everyone who leaves a question will be entered to win a pair of Jabra Elite 65T earbuds valued at $150. Again, that number is 325-603-2589. This show today is dedicated to those who are often the unsung heroes of credit unions. I'm talking about board liaisons. Credit union board liaisons have a wide variety of responsibilities from coordinating the logistical details of board meetings, materials, communications, and retreats to helping ensure that their credit union's board and governance structure are operating as effectively as possible. As the complexity of issues facing the leadership of credit unions grows each day, the job of a board liaison is becoming more and more vital. So to tackle this topic and the role of the board liaison, we are delivering to you two individuals who lead one of the only board liaison workshops customized for the credit union industry in the world. Julia Patrick is CEO and co-founder of the American Nonprofit Academy. Michael Daniel is CEO and co-founder of Quantum Governance. Together, they have the skills and experience to help us discover the roles and responsibilities of the board liaison, how they perceive their role, why board liaisons are seeking professional development, and how board liaisons now have access to continual training to support their role. Today we have two special guests in the show. Let me first welcome Julia Patrick, CEO and founder of the American Nonprofit Academy. Thank you for spending time with Q's Podcast Nation today. Hey, thank you, James. It's great to be here. And I also want to welcome Michael Daniel. Michael is CEO and co-founder of Quantum Governance L3C. Michael has been on the show a few times, the last being episode 85, where he joined Matt Fulbrook to discuss the state of credit union governance. Michael, thanks for connecting with Q's Podcast listeners again. Thanks, James. Happy to be back with you and your listeners. As you know, Q's is in the business of talent development for credit union CEOs, executives, directors, and future leaders. Listeners, in case you are not aware, Q's has developed specialized programming for board liaison professionals. Over the last five years, we've offered board liaison-specific tools and resources to support them in a myriad of types of delivery and content platforms 
One of those offerings includes the annual Q's Board Liaison Workshop. Both of you will be leading the workshop again this year in September. We're excited to have you as guests on the show because you truly understand the importance of this role, the board liaison. You know the responsibilities of the board liaison are critical to the success and function of the credit union. We're appreciative to have individuals of your expertise in the show. You bring such a unique set of skills and experiences to support this vital role. Uh, the board liaison is one of the most important jobs in the credit union that a lot of people may not have even heard of or may not know a whole lot about. So that's what today is about. Julia and Michael, what are some overarching roles and responsibilities of the board liaison? Well, you know, James, that's a huge question, and I think it's evolving, and, and uh, it's an exciting time to be a board liaison. I know that Michael and I share a passion for understanding how internal leadership can really help move an organization forward. And that board liaison is oftentimes the centerpiece of an effective board versus maybe a not so effective board. Thank you, Julia. And Michael? As my colleague, Julia Petrick, is clear about, I think that the board liaison position is evolving today. And it's an exciting time to be talking about it because I think it really has proven to be kind of a pivotal position. Uh, more so than I think a lot of people realize, you know, the, the primary purpose of it is often thought of to support the board and support committee. But, but the reality is, is that I think it's also to guide them. And I think you'll see that one theme that emerges from our conversation with you today is that both Julian and I are passionate about the board liaison position, not only to be there to support and help with governance and leadership, but also to help be a resource and to help guide it and to make it even more effective. You both have spent significant amounts of time working alongside board liaison professionals and developing training for them. So you have a good sense for what's going on here. Could you share with our listeners some themes or messages that board liaisons have expressed to you about their role in the credit union? How do they perceive their, their role? You know, James, I think that's a, a fascinating question because as Michael just mentioned, this is a role that's changing and it's becoming known as a pivotal piece, to use Michael's words, within an organization. And one of the things that we're seeing is that these board liaisons oftentimes understand what needs to be done, how it needs to be done, how we get things moving forward with an organization, but they're having to spend time within the cohort, within the C-suite, explaining what their role is. They're actually having to do some internal education, if you will, about what this professional designation and standard does. It's very, very important. If you've ever served um, on a board, nonprofit, or for-profit without a board liaison, you quickly come to realize how critical this piece is. Wouldn't you agree, Michael? I would agree. Uh, You know, just to give some context to your listeners, James, about some of the things that the board liaisons do and how they perceive and frame their role, yeah, they're there to support kind of an effective relationship between all the elements of the governance structure and certainly they provide administrative support and the like. But in addition to that, they're a key leverage point for the communications amongst the group. Often, I think, Julia, you may recall, we often talked in terms of they were the first responders when, when issues arose and were able to communicate uh, between the different elements of the governance system about 
issues that might be percolating. And I thought that was really important. They also provide a really important resource for continuing education and development of the board and of committee members. And uh, that's another area where I think sometimes people will think of the board liaison, understandably so, as connected to the board, but they're really connected to the board, to the committees, and to the senior team, and often are, again, the glue that holds them together. It's such a very dynamic role. They know a lot of the different skills and understanding of concepts and relationships there between the board and CEO and the executive team. And based on the data collected and conversations you've had, what do board liaisons want to know more about? What areas of growth and training are they looking for? You know, I I think one of the things that Michael and I have heard over and over again, and, and I'll let him expand on this, is that I think that there is a desire for the board liaison to have a stronger voice and to be seen in the C-suite as a very important part of a successful operation and not just a clerical role. And so when you look at what the work of the board liaisons do, there's a lot of issues that go from you know, compliance to recording to all of the different things that have to be stewarded during official meetings. They're tracking things through their board portals. They're actually navigating things that have a fiduciary responsibility as well as keeping the culture of the organization. And as Michael said, communication. So you're looking at something that is also a very new job description. There are a lot of people that don't understand that, that this, the board liaison function even works. Now, they might say, yeah, we need somebody that helps us organize and helps us navigate the process. But to understand that this is a trained professional piece of someone's job description, that's somewhat of a new conversation. Yeah, I agree with Julia in the, in the sense that it is new. We actually had the opportunity during our last board liaison face-to-face training program, James, to ask the participants what was on their minds. What were the kinds of things they wanted to know more about? And it was things like uh, the engagement and the engagement of board members. It was how do, we, how do we facilitate the board packets, so for example, a board portal or the like, more effectively. It was things like how do we do the minutes right, as opposed to just taking down everything. Are there, are there ways to balance out the minutes? But then they, they, they got into some really interesting questions about how do we help the senior team and the board shepherd the strategy process even more effectively. Ultimately, one of the things that they asked a lot about was their actual role, and we found that their role was defined in credit unions in very different ways. And Indeed, I think there was a broad spectrum of understandings about what the role was, even among board liaisons. And so I think part of the effort that Julia and I, as well as Q's, are now helping to lead is what I would call kind of a, the professionalization of the role to a clearer understanding of what it really truly means and the value and benefits of it. Hence, we've designed a really detailed board liaison job description, which you and your readers and, of course, podcast listeners might be interested in seeing. So we can make that available to folks if they're interested in that. Bottom line a multifaceted role, which is morphing and evolving and becoming more professional day by day. And I think Michael just hit the nail on the head because this is the thing you're talking about. Um, 
folks that have been in this position for quite a long time. They have been the right hand of the CEO and by extension, the chairman of the board. Now they're being confronted with opportunities and challenges that might require them to behave a little differently, to take more of a leadership role, maybe to be more assertive. They're using new technologies. They're using different communication strategies. They're working with aging board members, um, trying to cultivate new or younger board members. There's a whole plethora of things that board liaisons are finding themselves in the middle of. And yet, they have, they're the keepers of the flame in so many ways. And so how do they navigate it? It's really a big, big time of change for so many of these professionals. They're sort of the unsung heroes of the credit union. Are there any statements that you can make about the role of the board liaison that may surprise listeners or may at least inform listeners? Well, I, I, I could take a first shot at that one, James, and that is, is I think they are surprised and other people are surprised at the incredibly influential and persuasive position that they've been offered. And it's often underutilized. They talk directly to the CEO, to the chairman of the board, to the ultimate leadership of the entire organization, the chairmen of all the committees. And although many of them try to be helpful and supportive, I think what they underutilize themselves and what people also underutilize in asking them of is, is, is what's their thoughts, what's their opinions, how can they be a resource so I think that's one thing that surprises a lot of people. And the reason I mention is, is sometimes it even surprises some of the board liaisons themselves. What do you think, Julia? You know, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think that's the thing because these are very intelligent people who know so much about the whole organization. And I think what Michael and I have found is working with the credit union board liaisons is that they know the history and the culture of their organizations. That's even more fascinating. And so they come to the table with a tremendous amount of knowledge and they can connect so many dots that are essential for um, navigating the culture forward or moving forward a new agenda or a new brand. So they are at the center of so many things. And oftentimes those positions they get to hear things that maybe the C-suite doesn't. People come and they share things with them. Plus, they have, they're masters of observation because they see so many moving parts. And then the rub comes is, well, when do they speak up and how do they speak up? Oftentimes, these are, are people who have not had a seat at the table. You know, in a conference room, in a boardroom, there's generally a ring of seats that are set on the outside of the table. And that's most often where board liaisons have been. And we're championing the idea of giving them more of a seat at the table. Do they actually put forth ideas and engage in the, in the board governance? To a certain extent, yes. And to a certain extent, no. But they need to be more confident about when and where it's appropriate to interject their knowledge, their talent, and their resources. It's a big task. It's a big, big task. You know, they've shared with us in evaluations for different training, and they've shared with you that they often seem alone in their role, and that's why they have appreciated the, the support. But 
there is meaning behind that statement. What does that reveal? What do they mean by them stating that they often feel alone in their role? It's funny, you know, Michael and I are both, I, I'm, I'm sure we're both shaking our heads in, in accordance with this. You know, it's just like the same thing you would hear from a, 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 a board chair or a president. There's only one, right? There's only one. And so it is a lone position. And what we're trying to do with cues also is to build a cohort of sorts where our board liaisons, no matter where they might be, that they develop a cohort so that they can bounce ideas off of one another, share experiences, and get different perspectives. Because there is only really room for one. I have, I have yet to find an organization that has more than one board liaison, right, Michael? Absolutely. And, 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 and listen, understandably so. You almost can think of the picture of an of a, a old-fashioned wheel. And they're the hub of the wheel. And there's all these various different parts around the wheel. They're very interconnected. They're woven into the fabric of the organization. They're talking to lots of people, but they're somewhat alone at that hub position. And so it is difficult for them to have, let's say, a direct peer uh, that either they can learn from or that they can work with. And so part of what this program does is it helps provide them with peers outside their credit union with whom that they can, watch this, liaison themselves in order to learn their job and do it better. I appreciate your perspective on this. And, and I want listeners to know that Cues is committed to deepening our relationship with the board liaison members we have and will continue to invest in tools, resources, and experts like yourselves to help the board liaison grow in their role. And one of those ways is through the Cues Net. It's an online secure discussion forum that we offer. In fact, the Cues Board Liaison Group is one of the most active forums on the Cues Net platform. Another very popular offering is the Q's Board Liaison Workshop, and we're so excited about this year's workshop that you too will again be leading in the nature of assuring the safety of our attendees, instructors, and staff. We have shifted this year's workshop from an on-site program to a virtual program. Not too much of a surprise there, but uh, Julia and Michael, outside of the workshop being a terrific networking opportunity with like-minded peers, what are some of those content-specific pieces that you'll be discussing? One of the things that's, I'm going to brag on Michael a bit. Um, one of the things that's amazing about Michael and his team is that he's also not only a fabulous mind and a great communicator, but he's also an attorney. I mean, are we supposed to reveal that or not? But it's no, it's true. okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's cool about, and what I love working about Michael uh, when we're together, is that he has amazing insight into the fiduciary responsibility compliance issues and just the general structure of supreme board governance. And so what's really neat is that you actually get this additional vision of how things need to be working, how they need to be structured to, in order to, to, to really navigate compliance issues. And so while we were not a compliance-oriented um, teaching model, this is a big issue for board liaisons. You know, it gives them a lot of pause, as it should. It's a big responsibility. And so what's fabulous about having that mind in the room is we get a lot of really great information. Also, Michael does a lot of work with boards throughout the credit union system. And so he, he brings to the table a tremendous amount of knowledge and experience with all different types of boards, large, small, functioning, maybe not so functioning, you know. <laughs> so 
I think that that's what's really the, the, the gem, you know, that we get to have with this combination. Well, I appreciate your kind words, Julia, but, you know, kind of right back at you in that uh, uh, I think the combination of what Julia and I are able to do, provide your attendees, James, and all of the board liaisons that have participated in the program with a pretty good yin and yang. Um, yeah, I do bring some governance and strategic substance to the discussions, but Julia and her team provide a whole host of tools, perspectives, ideas about some of the real key nuts and bolts elements of how to do the job and how to do it even better. She has wide experience with working with lots of people in this type of role, which is why I think uh, she was brought into the program. And so I I think the combination works well. Uh, I, I think I would say one thing, and that is, is it is not only supportive of the process and the role of the board liaison, but we do try to interject actual substantive knowledge concerning governance, strategy development, asking really good questions, developing board meeting or committee meeting agendas, those types of things. We're trying to provide pretty high level uh, information as well so that the board liaisons feel as empowered as possible to go back and do their jobs really, really well. I agree. And I think one of the things that's even more interesting is that as we've developed this curriculum and, and Michael and I have had a lot of discussions about this, now we are in a very interesting time where the board liaison role maybe is even more critical because you can't just pop into someone's office. You know, there's a lot of work from home environments, meetings from home. You know, uh, you're probably hearing more and more about folks having Zoom rooms because they can't go to the boardroom, right? So even as we speak, this incredible part of an effective organization, um, their role is changing. Their role is changing. We're very fortunate this year to have you both lead this year's Q's Board Leads and Workshop. And for those listeners out there, whether you're board liaisons or colleagues of board liaisons, you'll want to find out more perhaps and how to register. You can do that by going to cues.org slash BLW. All right, Julia and Michael, I want to be respectful of your time. But before you go, I want to thank you for your contribution to the greater nonprofit and credit union industry. We also want to thank you for continuing to connect with our members. You both exhibit a tremendous amount of passion for what you do, and it's very admirable, and the impact goes a long way. Thank you for being such fun and enthusiastic guests on today's show and sharing your insights with Q's Podcast Nation. Thank you, James. Thank you, James, and thank you, Julia. It's a great partnership, and we really look forward to the discussions with the participants of the program going forward. Thank you, Q's Podcast Nation, for listening to the show. If you have questions or comments about the show, you can reach us at the email address podcast at cues.org. And of course, you can find this show on all major podcast directories and at cumanagement.com slash podcasts. And if you could do us a favor, share this episode with your board liaison. As noted, they often feel alone in their role. We have created an extensive network community of credit union board liaisons from around the world. We want to help them in their role. We have the tools, the resources, and expertise to help them do that. 
And don't forget, we want you to be part of the 100th episode. We want to hear your voice, and so does the rest of Q's Podcast Nation. In a moment, I'm going to give you a call-in number to leave a message. Tell us your name, your organization, why you like listening to the show, and a question you would like answered. We'll endeavor to include and answer your question in the 100th anniversary show. We'll also enter you in a drawing for a pair of Bluetooth earbuds. Call now at 1-800-252-2664, extension 322. You can also leave us a voicemail at 325-603-2589. If you're a Q's member, you have access to invaluable membership benefits to further enhance your development. These include several that are available virtually. Visit cues.org slash membership to learn more. Cues is an international credit union association. Our mission is to educate and develop credit union CEOs, executives, directors, and future leaders. To learn how Cues can help you realize your potential, visit cues.org today.